All right, what's up, family? It's your boy John Bacon from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife. This is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries and I'm super grateful but I'm still grieving the process of healing and this is part of the process in this book you have devotionals you have prayers and you have some ponderings and in between these pages you, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own or maybe you want to write something in these books this is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together and you guys can just head over to kingdom servants first Kingdom Servants, the number one, st.com. And you can purchase all three of these books. Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless. And so, <laughs> so John Bacon thinks he's a super funny guy. And he is. <laughs> But you know what? <laughs> Cultivating security, we can be serious and it can be heartbreaking and it can be rough and it can be tough. But it can be exciting. It's another opportunity to bind together what some of our bad choices have broken and fractured. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits Podcast is dealing with having a balanced life, whether spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, relationally, relationshiply, <laughs> or emotionally. Uh, and y'all know I need to hear these words at the beginning of every podcast. See, say these words out loud, please. Say valuable. Information applied equals success. And I am so glad you guys get a chance to hear all those errors and blunders and bleeps and all those wonderful things that happen when we're recording because we are recording in our wonderful kitchen. So you might hear cooking, chopping, microwaves going off, the coffee's pot brewing. Uh, we just want to have everyday casual conversations as we are uh, giving you wonderful tidbits of information that can help your life become the best that it can possibly be. And it is that time in the week 
where I'm talking to the wonderful, magnificent, phenomenal, awesome, beautiful woman that I love and call my queen, Diana Costa Bacon. How are you doing? Happening, babe. (laughs) My baby. You're my sweet thing. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to be talking about this week is cultivating security in relationships. And how do you cultivate security? That's that's a major question. Wow. So last time we spoke, it was so funny. It was so eye-opening for both of us. So we spoke about safety and security relationships. And it was so interesting because as we recorded that last podcast together, we um, had met with a, f- a couple of friends. And it was really, really interesting. And um, we were just actually having a conversation and uh, John and I, and then uh, one of our friends, we were all really excited about this one topic. And one of the uh, the uh, other friend was like, y'all stop talking about that because you're making me mad. And I thought, and we just kind of looked at each other and I thought, wow. And I felt really, and he was dead. So this person was dead, like dead serious also realizing he was being, you know, the person was being triggered by something, didn't like what we were talking about. Nothing inappropriate at all. We were mm-hmm. talking about camping. Um but it just made me think how grateful I am uh, that I have a relationship. Thank you, my love, that I'm yeah, always able to talk to you about anything without fear of you getting angry. And that was exactly what we had just talked Talk about. about. Like, mm-hmm. do I even fa- feel secure enough in our relationship that it's safe to talk to you, you about anything? Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's that's key. We need mm-hmm. to we need to cultivate that. So. Uh, yeah, this week we get to, we're in week eight in our book, Healthy Relationships, and we get to talk about cultivating security in our relationship. So yes, maybe yes. that was an example, uh, but we've all been there at some point and, and maybe an off day for one of us. And, you know, I don't want to talk about that. And, and none of us are perfect and we've made mistakes. You know, I am the queen of uh, getting it wrong, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep trying because everything is figure outable. And, Cultivating security in relationships is key, especially once we recognize that it's fractured, that mm. I don't feel very secure, whether it is in myself, whether it is at my job, whether it is in my relationship. I don't feel secure, so we tend to tiptoe, and nobody likes to tiptoe around topics of conversation, especially difficult conversations. So we need to learn how to, how can we cultivate? How can we rebuild and cultivate security in our relationships? Because it's not going to just happen uh, overnight. No. And it's going to no. take a lot of, number one, courage. Because uh, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable and say, hey, I don't feel like I can talk to you about anything. Especially if that person is getting angry with you about certain things or taking it personally, right? We, I think our last conversation we talked about uh, Miguel Ruiz Diaz's book. Miguel Ruiz, I don't know if his last name is Diaz, I forgot. It's Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements with Don't Take Anything Personally. Personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but to realize part of our intentional listening is like I'm here to hear your heart. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? It's not going to happen overnight and it's going to take courage and we have to be vulnerable with each other and say, you know what, hey, I'm coming from a place of, hey, I, I maybe I'm the one who's getting upset and angry because things are happening at work and I'm stressed when I come home and I shouldn't have taken it out on you. So therefore, I need to apologize. Either way, it's vulnerable and it's going to take some courage. Yeah. I think a big, one, big part of that is 
you know, you have to navigate through if you've had. I mean, I'm tr- I was trying to just glance over while you were speaking how many relationships I've had before I got married the first time. So you're talking about at least a handful, over a handful of relationships. And obviously none of them worked out. And to think about, you know, what were some of the, the common denominators in those uh, relationships? Obviously, it was me. But it was also thinking about what was those things that uh, kept drawing me, you know, whether, you know, we didn't set uh, healthy boundaries. Uh, we didn't want to be accountability, accountable to each other. Uh, the integrity, because, you know, I had a, a wonderful way of uh, drawing out the truth, which means I was lying. Uh and it wasn't consistent, you know, I was all over the place, you know, because I had never seen a healthy relationship and I'm not blaming it on just that. But it's also when you know that, you know, that, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Are you going to actually be doing that? You know, that's a big part of our lives is we, we can know what to do, but are we actually doing it? So part of having a, a security in relationships is being, you know, consistent. I think that's a big one. And also. Uh, making sure you got healthy boundaries, even if you know, don't even know what healthy boundaries are. There's are some things that we know we ought to do, whether we've been taught it or not, you know, so I think that's really big. Yeah. And now in the era of um, YouTube and yeah. there's everything's online, everything is reachable and learnable. And we can we can uh, we have access to things that our parents yeah. and their parents couldn't even imagine right. free that's being offered that we can have conversations. There's groups on, there's Facebook groups that they encourage one another and support groups all across this nation in in homes and churches and coffee shops. Uh, create one that, that mm-hmm. fits your need. Um, so this is part of cultivating security in relationships begins with us being creative. We've got to begin with, we have to be creative in the approach because first of all, there's how many love languages? There's five that... Um, what was his name? Go oh, Gary Chapman. Gary mm-hmm. Chapman wrote uh, the Love Languages book. Highly recommended. Yes. If you're out there, get the book, get the workbook, get the videos, get whatever you can on the five love languages, because not just for your loved one in relationship, but for your children to know how to communicate best mm-hmm. with your children, with your siblings, even with your with your uh, fellow people at work. It's nice to know how they communicate. So first of all, you're not taking things personally. You're not offended, and you're going to have a healthy relationship when you understand that. First of all, knowing your love language is going to be key in every relationship. So if we're being creative and we want to cultivate, not just cultivate, but we have to maintain, we're, ta- we're talking about sustainability, right? So cultivating security in relationships. What are the five love languages? I want to start with that one even. So we have words of affirmation. We have gifts of service, gifts Mm-hmm. quality time physical touch and now there's a new love language in the era i don't know if you knew about this babe but it's tiktok people love to send tiktoks to each other that's one of my love languages right now <laughs> right. hey you know i love you if i'm sending you you know five or ten tiktoks maybe we haven't spoken for a couple weeks but you got a tiktok from me mm-hmm. or um even text messages people aren't having conversations yeah. anymore they're not having conversations and your phone rings and people are like oh my god who's the weirdo calling me mm-hmm. Send a text message. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Maybe you haven't spoken to him, but you can send him a text message. So cultivating it. Um, we can begin with something easy, like you said, healthy relationships, healthy yeah. boundaries. Mm-hmm. First of all, where are our boundaries? Remember, we talked about it in the past. We need to be able to articulate yeah. what our boundaries are. Yeah, it's really important. The first, I can't articulate them if I can't even define them for myself. Have I spent time with myself? Do I know myself well enough to say, this is 
where I am right now. Now, this is not where I'm always going to be. Right. This is not someplace I've been because I've never been this age. Today has never happened. Yeah. So yeah. I'm learning as I go. Um, my boundaries might be a little bit more narrow today than they were yesterday. Maybe I didn't sleep well. Whoever. Maybe yeah. somebody worked a very long week. Last week you had a really long 50 or 60 hour a week. So mm -hmm. your boundaries this week, your, your, your bandwidth might be a little bit less, right? Yeah. Know our boundaries for ourselves, articulate those boundaries to others, be accountable, have integrity, be consistent. All these are necessary for our healthy boundaries, right? For healthy relationships. Um, people love to call people out. I like to call people up mm -hmm. because I think when there's a standard set, we need to rem remember that. So first of all, I'm calling myself up. Yeah. I'm calling myself up to a standard. I failed in this because Uh, you know, I wasn't available to you emotionally because maybe I was working a lot. And this is something that we can all relate to. Maybe it's just been a, a rough couple of months, you know. Um, things have all been a little bit weird since COVID for a lot of people in a lot of relationships. Nobody can put their finger on it, but things are different. Yeah. People are different. And uh, we can't quite figure out what that is. So let's be courageous and say, you know what? Um How about we get together once a month? Sure, we'd love to see people once a week, but let's start with once a month so we don't overwhelm ourselves. Mm -hmm. If you know their love language, that would be great. Maybe uh, ideally pick something once a month that falls under their love language, like words of affirmation. Let's get together. And you know that you're going to focus on ways that they've have encouraged. Mm, you encourage me. And when I'm around you, I feel like a better person and I feel better. And I hope that I'm doing the same for you. Words of affirmation are ways to communicate, mm -hmm. right? Acts of service. Hey, I'm going to cook you a meal once a month. Maybe that's, a, these are just really basic, basic you know, yeah. basic ideas. Nice Be creative. Mm -hmm. um, hey, you know what? I, I see that you're having a hard time. Maybe uh, the person's elderly. I'm going to come and I'm going to cut your lawn once a month. I'm going to do that. Uh, gifts. Show up to the person you love's job and bring them lunch once a month. It starts with something small. Just commit to once a month quality time. That's mm -hmm quality time and physical touch our minds so quality time like spend time with me like yeah. show up and be like hey you want to spend time together let's just go for a walk we'll go for a hike we'll just sit and watch a movie together you just it doesn't matter what you're doing once a month mm -hmm. chop out two to three hours, hours yeah. and just spend time with the person yes and i'm Is speaking to me when i say uh, put that phone down john and <laughs> make sure you're paying attention and being there in the moment that's yeah. that's really important yeah, for sure physical touch mm -hmm. it doesn't take a lot we're not talking about sex we're talking about uh like you and i work at an, an assisted living and some days look like me holding someone's hand mm -hmm. for 30 minutes until they're ready to physically get up yeah and just holding their hand mm -hmm. sitting beside them putting my hand on their shoulder and encouraging them it doesn't take much um Those are all just really simple examples, but we can be creative in coming up with so many different ones, but we have to be accountable. Uh, be consistent. First of all, if I commit to once a month, put it in your phone. Yeah. I have yeah. one sweet, darling friend. I love her so much. My friend Nikki, shout out to my friend Nikki. She is the best. For the last, uh, since my surgery, she has been uh, the only person who uh, shows up once a month. And she, we put it on our calendar and once for one time a month, she shows up and we just sit and talk. We'll drink a cup of coffee. We just sit and hang out. That's all we do. 
probably for like two to three hours. Mm-hmm. And then we set set the schedule and then we meet up again in, in a month. And whether, you know, sometimes we go to lunch, uh, sometimes we stay home, sometimes we'll, we went to uh, my friend's farm and, you know, visited some animals. But we feel each other's love tank. And mm-hmm. she is the one that really has to take that step forward because she's mm-hmm. the one who's physically able to drive and pick me up or take me somewhere. And I just love, she makes me feel so loved and so appreciated. And I in turn love her and appreciate mm-hmm. her so she's consistent yeah. we have to be consistent say what you're going to say and then be consistent yeah use your phone everyone in our cell phone we have calendars if you if you want to she has a, a book and she writes it in her in her in her uh, what do you call those, those uh, uh, planners. planners she's a planner mm-hmm. and then she has her cell phone so you know we put it in each other's cell phone and it's just something that Make time to build a yeah. relationship. Make time to build a relationship. This could be with your child, with your loved one, uh, with a neighbor, with your boss. There's so many ways that yeah. we can be consistent is the first step. Yeah, I think as, as you were saying that, I think uh, one of the things I think that really threw us off with COVID is just because we weren't uh, intentionally uh, spending time with each other after COVID because we just didn't know how to act. We didn't know how to respond you know every, there's so many barriers but we're be, when we're being intentional about uh building that safety in uh relationships man it's the, it, the consistency is big and it could be something as simple as with your family i know this is one of the lost arts that i think is really huge and that's sitting down and having a meal with your family man if that could be once a day a couple of times a week i think that builds security because they, they're able to come to you and talk about anything and everything at the dinner table you know put them phones up let's sit down and really dialogue about you know how's school going you know how's your relationships going how's your sporting events or different clubs that you might be in part of and then for us to speak to them about you know how how work is going and you know the think different things that we have to deal with so i think part of that uh security is making sure you're consistently seeing people on a continual basis and being able to be there and speak with them. I think you spoke beautifully about that, babe. Thanks, babe. So um, being consistent, being courageous, being vulnerable um, helps cultivate. Because if I don't feel secure in our relationship, I don't feel safe to come to you about anything. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. So not only do we need to be able to articulate our boundaries and be consistent, but we have to have accountability in place. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? How do we hold each other accountable? Um, one place that is really easy and it's really um, quite often already set in place, accountability is set in place at most employers. Mm-hmm. When we go to a job, you have a 90-day review. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how often some jobs have like a 30-day check-in, have a 60-day check-in, 90-day, or once a year mm-hmm. after you've been there while they do once a year. And ideally, you want to improve. Ideally, you right. find some some ways and you don't take it personally when they say these are some places where you you know there's room for improvement. Mm-hmm. But ideally, this is part of our communication. This is part of our being courageous enough to be vulnerable to say, well, hey, boss, I don't really agree with that. Well, what about this time? That was one person. Or, or hey, I appreciate your feedback. Like, ideally have this open discussion like we're having now. Like like you said earlier, I love that we're sitting at the kitchen table and we're having mm-hmm. a conversation where most wonderful conversations take place in most people's homes are sitting in a kitchen table. So how could we how can we have accountability to do that with our friends? I think it's it's fantastic because we can easily just put it in our cell phones and show up, just show up, be there yeah. and don't be offended when they call you out. If you don't show up, 
Yeah. You know, be like, where yeah. were you at? You said you'd be here. Or, you know, be a little courageous and the night before send a text and say, hey, just checking in. We're still meeting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much. And don't be offended if someone says, yes, we are, I already told you. Don't get offended. Don't. Some people are so easily offended. Right, and right. they feel so attacked when someone is just checking in and confirming. It's not. It's called accountability. And it's also for uh, for both sides. It goes both sides. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, we like I say, we really have to work hard at being intentional, man, because you know how we'll say, yeah, let's let's meet up mm-hmm. and we'll leave it at that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, not in this day and time. We literally have to say, pull your phone out. I'm going to pull my phone out. OK, see what days we have clear. OK, now let's make this happen, you know, because we're meeting with some friends. Matter of fact, uh, tonight <laughs> after this uh, podcast is going to be over. Uh, we're meeting with some friends that we, you know, intentionally look at our calendars, meet up with once a month and just go to a different restaurant or something and just have a great time catching up on where we're at in life. And that is one of the most awesomest things that you can do as a couple is be, you know, be around another couple, you know, and you're dialoguing about the different things that's going on in your life. I think that makes a, a, a major difference. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of being secure and cultivating security in this relationship it's more than just uh, saying I'm sorry about mm-hmm. what happened that fractured this relationship. It's more than just forgiveness and accountability. It also means being and staying honest. So I have to be honest. First, we can't just like glaze over what fractured it, right? Mm-hmm, we can't just mm-hmm. glaze over or sweep things under the rug and just ignore it like it's just going to be ignored away. Like time does not heal wounds. Right, Doing right. the work and, and having conversations heals wounds. And then a little bit of time helps ease the sting. But having hard conversations is important. Mm-hmm. Having hard conversations is important. If I don't feel safe enough to talk to you, then that's a huge fracture in a relationship. And I yeah. need to say, how can, you know, can I talk to you? The fact I feel like I can't talk to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that concerns me because I want us to have a rich and loving and thriving relationship. Uh, so how can we do that? So I think it, it it takes us being honest with each other and say, you know, it really, and to be able to say that, again, if you're calling me, you know, dodo head and I'm saying, hey, that really hurts my feelings and I'm being honest and you're saying, it's a joke, get over it. And you keep doing it uh, while I'm being honest with you. But honestly, I don't feel s- secure because you're not listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's just an example. You would never do that. You know, you say wonderful things about me and I love it and I love you and I adore you. Um but this goes with our children. Are we listening mm-hmm. to the way we speak to our children, for instance? Um, I know culturally there's some culturally there's some nicknames we give our kids that is not okay, that are demeaning, that uh, we talk about their weight, we talk about their uh, abilities or lack of abilities in certain things, and we give them th- those as nicknames, and that's not okay. And, and people think it's funny, and they... And they glaze over the child saying, hey, do you not call me that? My name is so-and-so. And And, uh, the child is trying to communicate and you're teaching them that it's not safe to communicate or they're not important enough. So this goes on so many levels. Um, Not only with family, holidays are coming. I think it's really important. Um, Even now, people are wanting to change the way that they're being spoken to, their pronouns, and we... Are we secure enough in ourself to be able to call people what they would like to be called? If they have the courage to say, could you please call me this? What is preventing us? How does it hurt us? At what point is it 
hurting us to call them that. That's what it looks like to cultivate security. So the person can be secure in being able to approach me. Because if I glaze over that or make fun of that person, that's not loving, that is not kind, and I am not trying to mend anything. If anything, I'm excluding them mm-hmm. and uh, disrespecting their wishes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of those, especially the little nicknames that you were saying, uh, are we there, like every time our kids come to us, will we just sit there and, and listen, uh, not judge it, just take it for what it is, uh, not make faces. You know, that's one of the greatest times to have a poker face and just make sure you're really allowing them to say what they want to say without you, you know, getting the attitude or you know, handling stuff the way you used to handle it, you know, because if we are parents in this day and age, we ought to be trying uh, better ways on how to uh, discipline and also uh, be there for our kids, you know, because I think that is really used because the older they get, the more time they want to spend away from home. And that's just natural progression. It's not that you've done anything wrong as a parent, but part of, uh, of uh, kids growing up is more than likely they want to spend more and more time away from home just to, you know, they, they try to learn themselves. They, you know, uh, building up friendships, building up uh, uh, team camaraderie, you know, wherever they may be at and whatever they're doing. And we have to think about, you know, uh, are we going to be there for them? And every time that they come to us, man, literally, I would tell anybody, drop everything that you're doing. And for those few minutes that they're with you, play, pay close attention to what they're telling you, because it's super important that they, when they came to you, they felt like they could come to you and tell you about uh, the things that was on their heart. And that's what cultivating security looks like is, are we receptive when people tell us their boundaries? Are we receptive when they tell us their hurts? Are we receptive and are we making the appropriate adjustments to be able to vice versa? So as the holidays approach, part of cultivating security is knowing your boundaries. Now, I'm not going to encourage you to not be with family and loved ones, but the reality is not everyone's going to honor you. Not everyone is going to let you feel safe and secure, and you don't have to be in a place that you are not being honored and you're being barely tolerated. So cultivating security, remember you have to be secure in yourself. You have to find safety for yourself. If you are in a place that is unsafe, you don't have to stay there. There are many places that you can be safe. So find safety, find your tribe, find your family. You know, in a perfect world, my prayer is that your family would respond and, and love you and accept you and um, trust that what you're saying is what you need as to move forward and build the fractured relationships that have been or do exist in your family, for instance. Have those conversations, but it's okay to pull back if you don't feel safe and you are not secure enough in that relationship. Yeah. Well, security is is really important in relationships because you got to have people around you that you can be able to go to and tell them anything and everything. You know, I've, I've always had the squad approach where I always wanted to have at least four other people in my life, you know, thinking about basketball, uh, with a basketball team, you got five people that's on the court at, at all times. So I'm, I'm a firm believer that you should have at least four people around you, uh, minimum if possible, that you can have around you that you can tell them anything and everything, you know, because one person won't be able to do that for you. Uh, it's, it's good to have three or four. 
if possible, because, uh, you know, some people have families and they got to do what they got to do with their families. But it's good to know that you've got people around you that can be there for you to give you that security to be able to let your guard down. Tell them everything that's on your heart and your mind. Uh, they won't judge you. Uh, they love it. Love you enough to put their foot up in your beep uh, if you need it, but also enough to be there as encouragement and uh, you're one of your major supporters in life. Yeah. And when I talk about places that you don't feel safe and there is no security in this relationship, you know, I'm talking about um, abuse. I'm talking about if you are in recovery and you're going to a home where they are not honoring your boundaries and they are having alcohol and drugs are available in the home and you are there and mm -hmm. you want to be there but you can't be there for your own security uh there's there's a lot of things that we have to um protect ourselves from if others will are not willing to stand in that gap and not everyone will be for you and to know that and people will naturally want to protect ourselves from further harm from hurt or from danger so stay consistent and you know, seek godly counsels, seek people that love you, that want the best for you, that will encourage you to be your best, that will call you up and will stand with you, will walk with you and will support you. And ideally, you could be that person for them too. find creative ways that we can start cultivating security, find creative ways for that individual. If it's for a child, find creative ways, show up, pick them up from school. If it's your boss, show up, see what, where you can improve. If it's your loved one. Pay attention, put your phone down, turn off the music, look at each other in the face and have a conversation. Um, make time, make time to cultivate and stop taking things personally. Yeah, with your security, I mean, one of the greatest ways to start having uh, more security in your relationships is, man, first, let's start off with your relationship with God, man. He wants you to uh, believe him and trust him at his word and what he has said. And then also you got to be uh, secure in, in yourself. Uh, you want to get to the point where that when you speak to yourself, words of encouragement, you know, your goals, your dreams, that you really believe that you can uh, achieve those things. Because, man, having security and knowing that when people speak, their words are bond. So you got to believe people when they say what they say and you look at their actions of them doing what they're going to do. So security is really big, you know, with, with God, with yourself and then with others. You know, because you want to be a person that people can come to you, speak to you, and they know that, you know, that those things that they speak to you, they can be safe and sound with giving them to you. And they'll say, stay safe with you. And you're building up a relationship of security with other people when you're able to do that. And you also want to do that vice versa with other people. Amen. So Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse two through five, it says, do not be rash with your mouth. And let not your heart utter anything hastily before God, for God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few, for a dream comes through much activity, and a fool's voice is known by his many words. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it. He has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. It's better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Be mm, consistent. Be accountable. Yeah, that goes along with people, too. Yeah, if you make a vow to your kids, all of it. make sure, man, you can keep your word. I mean, if you got to cancel all your other plans in order to keep your word to your kids, your spouse, your friends, man, do those things. Because when it's all said and done, uh, 
my job that I work at, you know what, if I ever leave that job or they fire me, that, that job is going to continue to go on. You know, they're going to do what they got to do without me. But that relationship, you might not ever get a chance to get that relationship back. So, man, anytime you make a vow, please keep your word to those other people. But more importantly to me, keep your word to yourself and God, man. Please keep your word to yourself because we have let ourselves down in so many areas. So sometimes we have to build up the security in our relationship with ourselves back up by being a person that when we speak to ourselves that we're going to do this thing, we ought to do it. And that's cultivating security. Be creative. We can come up with so many cool, fun ideas to do and just do them. I love the idea of um, putting all these different ways that we can cultivate relationships. Make it fun. Mm -hmm. Make it fun. It could be between, you know, like um, husband and wife. It could be be between friends it could be between siblings between parents let's all sit down and put ideas of things that we can do once a month everyone has their ideas let's put it in a jar and pull one thing out Mm -hmm. once a month this is our day everybody so this once a month day we're going to pull something out and say oh this is what we're doing and that that way no one um it's something everybody wants to do it's Mm going to be it could be fun it doesn't have to be like so much work right and that thing that makes me laugh is uh my wife used to always say, uh, force family fun <laughs> with the mm-hmm. kids. But then when we sometimes are hanging out with them, they reflect back on the things that they, <laughs> they didn't want to do at first, but they really end up falling in love with doing it because it brings back the memories that we shared together as mm-hmm. a family. Yeah. And we cultivated it. Mm-hmm. And that's the key is how do we cultivate security? Yeah. Security. Our kids need to be able to feel free to be able to come talk to us about something. Uh, and we need to be responsive. Be responsive without feeling offended. It costs me nothing. It affects me nothing. But it's going to help bond the fractures. Yeah. And, and just, just being honest and open, you know, with, uh, and I'm just, you know, got to focus on the kids right now because uh, we got to let them learn hard lessons when they're in the comforts of our home so they'll be able to handle it better when they get adults. I think that is really important that there are consequences to some of their uh, actions. And we have to be strong and say, you know what, did you learn from this uh, situation that you were in? You know, that's part of security is being able to be safe with your parents and say, you know what, man, I blew it in this area and dad, I need your help. And and sometimes we can't help them. You know, sometimes they need to have, you know, repercussions from their actions. And that's security and knowing that, you know what, we can't fix everything. You know, some things you're going to have to actually go through. So as we conclude week eight, cultivating security in relationships, make it fun, be creative, get a bucket, put a whole bunch of ideas of what you can do with your family as you can do that with your family, you can do that with your friends and have open communication with the person that uh, you need to bind that uh, fractured relationship with and to cultivate a more secure and safe environment for both of you. We hope you have a wonderful week. We are so grateful that you have tuned in to the Bacon Bets. We are grateful that you joined us at our kitchen table. Oh, we love you guys so much. God bless.